Are you in the real estate business and find yourself bogged down with tasks that keep you from focusing on what truly matters like closing deals and growing your business? Well, we have the perfect solution for you. Meet REI World Solutions Virtual Assistants. These are not just any virtual assistants. They are professionally trained, monitored, and managed to get the job done, allowing you to accelerate your business to new heights. Imagine having a dedicated assistant taking care of the things you either don't want to or don't have the time to do. Sounds like a dream, right? Here's what they can do for you. One, call or text prospects. Yes, they will do the prospecting for you, be it cold calling or texting, saving you a ton of time. Two, gauge prospects for interest. They will contact and vet your entire list, identifying the prospects most likely to convert into customers. Three, provide detailed lead information for follow-up. Once they pinpoint likely customers, you get notified in real time, allowing you to follow up immediately and close more deals. That's not all. These virtual assistants are real estate specialists with experience spanning real estate investors, property management companies, brokers, agents, and service providers. They are driven by core values of integrity, preparedness, stellar customer service, and a dedication to growth and learning daily. So why wait? Let the REI, World Solutions Virtual Assistance, be the backbone of your business, helping you scale and grow with meticulous attention to detail. Remember, with REI, World Solutions Virtual Assistance, you're not just hiring help. You're building a culture rooted in mission and goal setting, a culture that stands tall on professionalism and a strong focus on customer service. REI World Solutions Virtual Assistance, your partner in achieving your business needs and goals. To get started with REI World Solutions Virtual Assistance today, visit moneyisfunnyshow.com forward slash VA. That's moneyisfunnyshow.com forward slash VA. It's time to take the leap towards a more prosperous business. REI World Solutions Virtual Assistance. Are you a real estate investor looking for that perfect financial partner to fill your property ventures? Or perhaps you're a lender eager to dive into a lucrative investment opportunity. Well, I have some exciting news for you. Introducing the United States Real Estate Investor Lending Program, the dynamic platform that bridges the gap between real estate investors and a network of private and hard money lenders, creating a win-win for everyone involved. Here's what you can look forward to. For investors, one, capital fuel. Get essential funding you need to make your property ventures a roaring success. Two, financial partnership. Forge vital business relationships and step up your financial freedom game. For lenders, one, Diversified investment portfolio. Lending to real estate investors not only diversifies your investment portfolio, but also potentially increases your overall returns while reducing risk. Two, attractive returns. Enjoy higher interest rates compared to traditional lending options, giving you the potential for significant returns on your investment. Three, access to qualified borrowers. Save time and effort in finding and vetting real estate investors. The platform connects you with a network of dedicated and experienced investors, increasing the likelihood of successful ventures. So, whether you're looking to request a deal funding or offer funding solutions as a lending partner, the United States Real Estate Investor Lending Program is your gateway to the world of opportunity and rewards delivered right to your email inbox. Ready to embark on a more prosperous real estate investing journey? Get started now. Visit moneyisfunnyshow.com slash lending. That is moneyisfunnyshow.com slash lending. Take your first step to a bigger bottom line with United States Real Estate Investor Lending. That is United States Real Estate Investor Lending. Universe. 
Media. Network. 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 Welcome to Money is Funny, where we have a relaxed but important conversation about money and life and how we can make the best decisions with both. I'm Michael Anthony. I'm Armand Kroon. He's a financial advisor. And today's topic is talking about uh, spender and saver, identifying which are you in the relationship. Are you the dreamer or, as Armand likes to say, the dream killer, which will show you yet money is funny. (laughs) Armand. What's going on, bro? How you doing? What's going on, right, baby? And hey. I'm gonna tell you, I'm a certified dream killer. That that is what I do. I take pride in it. Okay, so have you always been the dream killer in your in your whole life? I have been the dream killer. I, I was the, I was the dude that used to get allowance as a kid and save my two dollars for ages. Like oh. I built in saver. Okay. from the get go. Like okay. I did not want to spend nothing built like this. My dad used to call me militant midget. Okay, that's just. Hey, I don't know if you can say the N word. <laughs> we try to get canceled the first episode, <laughs> but uh, I see that you would you would save all your money once you would get it. So you've had Christmases, birthdays, everything saved up as as a young child, and now as into a young adult. You're a little mind. You're a little miser then, and you're a little mi- you're a big miser now. So exactly, and it, I, you know, I'm sure my wife sees me as like this little ninja with the lips going, "Dream killer." <laughs> that is what I do <laughs> constantly. Just so come in. <laughs> you're you're also you're also the dream killer. So the how was the dream killer's weekend with it being Mother's Day, and that your <sighs> wife is a mother a few times over. So. Let me so, get into, let me real quick. Let me give you some numbers real quick before we get into it. So for the people right. that just don't know, Mother's Day had just passed, and I had looked online, and it said this year, uh, U.S. eighty four percent of U.S. adults expected to celebrate Mother's Day, and the average consumer is spending over two hundred and forty five dollars and seventy seven seventy six cents on Mother's Day. I got that beat. <laughs> what? No, but see, look, look, look. I will tell you. I mean, are you talking about new me or old me? Old me, you know, it's it's whether or not you had the money or you don't have the money. So I will, I will tell you this. In my relationship, I am the dream killer. My wife is the dreamer. So the whole weekend was planned by my wife. The whole weekend. So she's the dreamer. And look, when when I talk about a, a spender, you know. <coughs> I hope people don't start to get this uh, opinion that I think the spender is like a bad person or anything along those lines. They're not the bad person. They actually not a bad person at all. You're not a bad person. No, I'm not a bad person. But some days I don't. I just don't like you. But you're not a bad person. (laughs) Well, likable, likable, and a bad person is two different things. (laughs) So I will tell you, you know. My wife makes my days and my weekends better. So, like, we went wine tasting. We went to a wine tasting. Give me the uh, give me the figures as you're going down these activities. So, so you're talking about wine tasting was like twenty five dollars a pop, and you know I know the numbers. 
Then we went to a French restaurant, Michelin star, that was $210. For someone un, uh, as unfortunate as myself to go wine tasting, $25 a pop, does that mean each wine that you're tasting is $25? No, 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 no. You get to taste the <laughs> and $25 for tasting. Now, we did did it on the sly, and, you know, we just tasted, you know, did one. We shared a tasting, so it was $25. Then we got some, you know, cheese and crackers to go with it, what have you. Then we went to a French restaurant that was like $210. It was a Michelin star where we did some more wine pairing. Then the next day for Mother's Day, we went to another uh, uh, French restaurant at Voila, and that was another two, three hundred dollars. And then that doesn't even include the gift I got. Now, I did go cheap on the gift I, I for Mother's Day. And, he, and here's my thinking and hear me out. Uh, Mother's Day is not birthday. Her birthday is in June. <laughs> so Wait, I got to go cheap. On Mother's Day. You, can't, you can't outdo birthday and it's going to be fresh in her mind. So I go 50 to 100 on Mother's Day, and then I go a little bit more expensive. See, when you a saver, you got to think about these kind of things. Let's back it up. How you just rolled off, you went to two different restaurants and dropped $100 at each, over $100 at each restaurant. Now, was this something that you guys had already planned, or this is something to spur in the moment? No, it's not a spur in the moment. It is based upon our budget and what we can afford. So we, ha- I have a budgeting system that we know what we can stay within and what we can go over. And now, so we, does she yeah. know? Does she know the? Absolutely. Okay. So, so your spouse has to know what the spending limit is. They have to know what the spending limit is. She knows when she's going to get a no from me. If the checkbook goes negative, she she knows when she's gonna get a no from me, and okay. so and she knows when she's gonna get a yes from me, and what we can afford. And so, if you set it up correctly as the financial leader, your spouse doesn't have to ask you for nada. She knows whether or not we have money to do that or not, and what bucket that's coming from. So, all right, now you're looking at the calendar, and you're like, all right, it's Mother's Day because you've already looked. You start probably planning for next year's Mother's Day. <laughs> so I already bought a Christmas, uh, birthday card and everything. Look, you're looking at Mother's Day and be like, "All right, I know I'm going to do the dinner. We're going to do the wine tasting, and I'm going to get her a gift." What did you spend on the gift? Like I said, it was I think it was like a little less than a hundred dollars. But see, that comes out of a specialized account. The gift okay. comes out of a specialized account. It's called, and we'll get into this. It's called the pay cash account. It's a gift account. I put $200 a month in, in my gift account. And so, and that builds up throughout the entire year. So I have virtually $2,400 to buy her gifts or my children's gifts. By the oh, way, yeah. our, our, our children's gifts come out a, a family pay cash account. So that's even different that's in separate. itself. That's so separate. separate. We have a travel account. We have an entertainment account. We have all these different accounts. And so I basically pull the money from these different accounts. And if we have money in the accounts, Great. Let's do it. If we do not have money in the account, we Netflix and chilling. So, so you had the, the Mother's Day gift. Now, is the kids in on the gift? No. The kids. <laughs> I'm the father. <laughs> now, there's a survey that said most mothers, 75, about 75, and maybe your wife's part of the 25% that you, 
that uh, choose other, about 75% of mothers in U.S. prefer a nice home-cooked meal, a gift made by, or just some, some flowers, but not expensive flowers for their Mother's Day. They don't want their kids to go above beyond. Now, that's kids. Kids. You and I are both husbands. <laughs> Not I'm not a father. You are a father. So when it comes to taking care of mom, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think my wife expects anything from their kids, but she's expecting a gift. And she's expecting a gift from me. Now that's because she's a spender slash dreamer. She's a spender slash. Yes, she wants something. Okay, I'm the dad. She'll be like, "Oh, what do you want? <clears throat> None. None." Now let's now let's flip it back on Father's Day. So on Father's Day, are you expecting a gift? Why? Are you going to use my money to buy me something that I could have bought myself? <laughs> <laughs> Is that now? How long? You, you've been a father for how long now? Man, since 2008. <laughs> okay, when since, I became a father. Since Obama came in office. So since <laughs> Obama came in office, I became a father. The Obama administration. It's the first time the Obama administration started. Exactly. The administration started at the same time as Barack. So that's when you first. Did you expect to give your first Father's Day? No. And why not? Because I was broke. <laughs> okay. And your wife was broke. We look. We ain't had no money, man. Like that's when you had to start off, you know, really being a saver. And that was when I would tell you back in two thousand eight, when our communications about money was just beginning, and it could have went left or it could have went right. And for a while there, it was going left. Okay. And it wasn't until I want to say two thousand nine, two thousand ten, that we started getting on the same page. And then I started teaching what I did for myself to my clients uh, as far as, you know, getting on the same page so that she knows where I'm feeling and, and, and making sure that we work in unison. So what I want to make sure here, and th that was why I wanted to take this episode to really explain spender and the saver, you know, again, as a spender, we need to work on communicating with our spouses, why we are doing what we're doing, when we're going to say no and make sure that it's clear. I have had people who literally have $50,000 just sitting in their bank and their wives are wondering why they can't take that trip to wherever, you know, when we're sitting on $50,000 and they can't articulate why they're sitting on $50,000. And to be honest with you, I kind of like tease them about it. Like what, what exactly do you need $50,000 in the bank for? What is that for? <laughs> right? Like, so, you know, it is, it, even if a tsunami hits <laughs> where you live, you ain't gonna need fifty thousand dollars. Can't make a boat out of the, the fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> you can't, you know, you can't dry yourself. You could maybe you could dry yourself off with the money. If you, right. if you took it out of the bank, if you took it out of the bank, you could probably dry yourself off with the money. But I understand what you're saying. So they're like, oh well, I need six to eight months, but you don't need it necessarily sitting in the bank. So the money in the bank should be money that your family has access to. There should be an emergency savings, pay cash, travel. And emergency savings shouldn't be no more than $5,000. And then whatever you guys decide for travel, this, that, and the other, that is money for your spender to spend to make your life better. Because let's let's be honest, you know, before her, you was playing video games on the couch, and that was a fun weekend for you. That was it. Still is. 
That was it. That was. The, I mean, if you're lucky, it still is Antonio. <laughs> it could still be. It could still just be a weekend. You're just you know taking care of yourself, and it's easy that way. Yeah, and I want to also remind people that like you know when you met your your little spender, you know when you was just dating, that was cute, right? You know, you went from being on the couch playing video games to going line tasting or doing this, doing things, going for a walk down the river air, you know, doing all kinds of different little stuff, spending all kind of money, which was fine when you was dating because, you know, hey, I can splurge. Taking pictures of it, posting on Instagram. Look how happy my life is. I'm doing these things. And then we're talking about now you're in a full time relationship. And she and she constantly reaching in my pockets to pay for all the different things. Meanwhile, I'm trying to build up these assets and all this wealth to prepare for my family for war. And she's talking to me about decorating the house with a plant. Well, <laughs> isn't she works though? Yeah, she does. But why is it your pocket? Isn't it y'all's pockets? No, her money. First of all, first of all, you know, the way I look at it is this. Now, if you both make about the same money, it's y'all's. If, if if it's unequal amounts of money. All right. All right. It's Will Smith, Jada Pinkett. It's Thank not you. our money when it's Will Smith, Jada Pinkett. It's Will's money. Come on. It's Independence Day. It's Independence Day. It's, it's not Independence our Day. money. It's Independence Day. I didn't see you in Men in Black. I didn't see you in none of that. Okay. Okay, Jada. You put a little something, something in there. Got it. I see what you're saying. You have uh, I Am Robot and Jason's Lyric money. So, so you know, Minister Society money and uh, Bad Boys money. I understand. And, I know this is, and this is a separate conversation, but, you know, some people will try to say, well, if you both go to work, then it's, it's equal. No, it is not. That's a separate conversation. No, it is not. No. So does it mean... Okay, let me ask you this. So now if you're the one that's making the most money, do you automatically become the dream killer? I So I would say that should be your role. However, I have seen it where the wives are the dream killers. And I, and I think that's a tough, tough position to be in. I've seen it both ways where you as a man are making the most money, but you're the dreamer. And the wife has to tell you who's making the most money that you can't spend your money. Now, men typically okay with that because we typically listen to our wives. But when it's flipped and the wives are making more money and they're the spenders, it's been it's, it's sometimes been pretty it's been pretty hard for a dude to tell a wife who has come out out of you know, fighting men and this, that, the other. And now I got to come home and listen to another man tell me I can't spend my money. So, so, so in other words, you're telling Jay-Z has been tell what he can do with his Rockefeller money. <laughs> I don't know who Jay-Z is. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, so, I mean. But uh, if, if, if Beyonce was married to someone other than maybe Jay-Z, yeah, you know, like, and, and she was spending she's all the money. If she's married to D'Angelo, she's like, Boy, put your clothes on, and I'm going to tell you what you're going to wear. <laughs> These are the clothes I bought for you to put on, and I'm going to let you I'm gonna let you know how it feels. I'm going to let you know how it feels. So, You, you think Stedman telling Oprah anything? <laughs> oh. 
That man ain't telling Oprah nothing. During COVID, she made him sleep out in the casita in the little house in the back. Hey, you went out today. But, like, what you had said, like, most men, and that's a point that you had made, that most men like to, they'll take the lead of the woman of whatever, even if she's not making as much money, but he just realized that he doesn't want to have the fight. Whereas in, I remember, you know, at a point once upon a time where I was making more than my wife and I am the dreamer in the relationship and I was the spender in that relationship. I'm still the spender in that relationship. And I would listen and I still listen to my wife because she's better at math <laughs> than me. She's definitely better at math than me. So I'm constantly, I'm not adding up what I'm already spending. She's kind of already... You know, she's got the, the, the numbers in front of her, and she's like, Rain Man, put the number. Well, if you're going to only make this, this is not going to be. Oh, wait, wait a minute. Christmas is coming. We're trying to go back home. We're trying to visit these people. We're trying to go. Around. And then I have the, oh, yeah, I forgot. I can't buy Disneyland right now. I need to go ahead and tone it back. So, whereas in now, we're, we're in a situation where she's making more than me where I am still the spender, but we both have our separate accounts. Mm, okay. We both have yeah. separate accounts. We have an account together, and we also have our own account, because I ain't going to have it just as all my money. You know what I'm saying? But she has her own separate account. She has an account that we join together, and we have I have my own. So we have several different accounts where we have money like yep. that. Whereas in, if I was going to buy a gift for her, it wouldn't be buying. She wouldn't be buying herself a gift. Whereas in with your situation, you have a gift and she's going to buy you a gift. It's pretty much you buying yourself a gift. So you're yeah. like, daddy, that daddy doesn't need a Father's Day gift. I'll just go and get it if I really wanted it. However, I do. What about birthdays with you? Look, you know what I care about as a father and a husband? I care that my wife is happy and my children are safe and that we have enough money and we're moving in the right direction and everyone has all their needs and wants taken care of. That is what I care about. And so I don't I don't care about a party like I do want a big party when I turn 50. But overall, uh, you know, you know, if I want something, I, I'll, I'll just go and buy it and, and I'll get on Amazon and, and get it. And it, it's done. Uh, that is not. And this is another topic to that. That is not how I feel special. Mm-hmm. You buying me a gift doesn't. You know what makes me feel special? You looking at me, telling me I'm the most wonderful man, and your life would be miserable without me. That's what makes me feel special. <laughs> Mufasa is Whoa. what makes me feel special. I'm so tired. <laughs> well, that's good for you. I need the gift. I need. The, I need the gift. I need to. I need to let me know. I need. Granted, even if I bought myself the gift, I need to have the gift. I need the grand deal. So powerful. Also, remember, I am the only child, so I would <laughs> like to be reminded that how special I am. I like. Really that. I would like to have the party, and even if I won't even ask for a gift, I still want one. <laughs> That's how crazy I am. Because you're like, the dreamer. Because you're the dreamer. I don't. I don't. I don't. You want me? Do I want a party? No, but it'd be nice. <laughs> Do I need it? No, but I would like, I'm going and I'm going to wear the best shit I'm wearing. You know, I'm going to wear the best outfit I could wear. You know what I'm saying? Do I, Do I need any of these things? No, but do I want them? Sure. I absolutely do. And I might be a little pissy about it if I don't get a gift. You know what I'm saying? I might just, 
I might have a little stink about me, but I might have to go pray and meditate if I don't get my way. Because I also have to remember that I'm grown and I have to move forward. And it's not always about me. But that's just a little bit of me of being a dreamer and being a spender and spoiled <laughs> and a baby about things. So, yeah, I, I definitely understand that. Whereas in <clears throat> those things that you did say are very important. I would always be more than happy that with my, my wife telling me that I am the most wonderful man in the world and there's nothing else. But if I got my health and all those things, fine. But I would like the new PS5. <laughs> I would I would like, you know, because that's kind of like, you know, when Christmas happens and the next day after Christmas and someone's wearing something new, be like, oh, because I still have these conversations with friends like, oh, what did your wife get you? Or what did you because, you know, women have a conversation. What did he get you? Especially early in their relationships, people is always asking other people, what did they get? I understand people should mind their own, own business. They should care about, worry about what's going on in their own house. But I always like to have something to report if someone's asking me for a report. Because <laughs> I don't want them to feel like, oh, your wife didn't get you nothing. Did you get her something? Yes, because I'm not a piece. <laughs> <laughs> I did get her something. Did she get you something? Don't worry about it. I, the answer is no. Anniversaries. Do y'all celebrate your anniversaries with gifts? Only because she wants it. <laughs> How long y'all been together? Man, since uh, we got married in 2005. So coming up in July, 17 years. Okay. 17. And we've been together since 2000. So it's 22 years together, married 17. 22 years. Of, okay. So let's just say. Let's wait, just, wait. Let's just talk about. Why do I need a black gift? Let's talk about. Let's talk about the paperwork involved. Let's not worry about the twenty-two. Let's not. Let's not worry about. I, I like you a little bit. Let's have you know some you know. We don't have to use a condom type of stuff. Let's just worry about paperwork. People saw me sign paper. There's pictures. We're documented. If you go missing, <laughs> I am held. Responsible, I will be called in as prime suspect. Let's just suspect, about, yes. Let's just talk about the 17 years. So y'all do not do gifts. We do because she wants to. Why do I you do not care? Like you? And, and the same reason you don't care is the same reason for like a Father's Day gift. I, I mean, I'll do it for her because it makes her happy, and which is what I do a lot of things for to make her happy. But like, do I necessarily like my wife? has to go out on Valentine's Day. You know what I'm thinking in my head? Well, if we go on Valentine's it's the most expensive day. Why can't we celebrate it on February 15th? February 16th, when nobody else is celebrating it. Well, the February 15th is National Side Chicks Day. You can't celebrate on that day. <laughs> but me as a married couple, I can. Yeah. I ain't got no side chick. But here's the thing. But you being as a married man, you can celebrate that Wednesday. You can celebrate... That Tuesday, you can celebrate that Monday. You don't have I would. to. You don't I would. Have to be a, we don't have to be a slave to Hallmark because that's really what it is. Tell my wife that, Mike. Tell my wife that. Well, here's the thing. I'm a dreamer, but I'm a male dreamer. She's <laughs> 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 a female dreamer, which I think is completely different. I think it's completely different. Now, however, I can't even really put myself in a position to think how a woman would think. I would just know that they are expecting something. 
They are expecting a gift when it and, comes. And she to gets a gift. She gets a gift for her anniversary. She picks. So we've had, wait. We she had picks a, the gift. Yes, she does. She picks the gift that she wants. She gives me options of gifts. Oh, oh my god, <laughs> bruh. You are talking to a man who don't even know his own wants. You expect me to know your wants? No. Well, you don't have wants. Exactly. <laughs> you don't so have why am I going to know your wants? I don't even know my wants. All right. I'm not even completely dialed in to what I want. Other okay, than wine so me... and my children and wife to be happy. Other than that. But you knew... This going in, that this is the type of person you're going to be with forever. You're going to marry this person, and you're okay with it. None of this was surprise. You know what? At 27, you know, when we're young, bruh, like, I don't know if we really understood what it was like to be in a relationship. I don't know if I expected what I expected or knew what I knew. I know I told my wife what I was going to be about, and it's it's been clear. Mm-hmm. And and that has saved my marriage time and time again. I call it the bylaws of our marriage. And so she knew who I was because I told her and I told her I was about my money and I told her I was about providing for the family and I told her that I was a flirt and I told her I wanted two kids and I told her all these things and this is what she got. And so, you know, I will I will say this and, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll have to wrap it up as far as this, you know. When you when it comes to money, you, we need to uh, get on the same page about who is who. Are you the spender? Are you the saver? And understand each other's roles and understand what value each person brings to it and not get upset about it. Right. There just has to be boundaries that are set. OK. And so expecting someone to be something that they're not. Is impossible. Mike is always going to be the dreamer. Expecting him to flip the script all of a sudden is never going to happen, nor is it for my wife. So, you know, having that battle is pointless. I am not a dude who is going to think about you and what you want as far as your gifts. I can't even, I barely can articulate it for myself. So expect me to remember when we walked by Tiffany's that you pointed at this necklace and said, I like it. And for me to remember that and then like go back at some other time between picking up the kids, you know, taking care of stuff around the house, this, that, no, it's not going to happen. So send me your list. I will decide what I will buy from your list, and then it'll be a surprise what you end up getting. That is me. And then I will make sure that it's within my pay cash, my gift account, and we will base upon that so that I can continue to save and put money towards other things that I know that the family needs to do. So what my wife should love me for is, especially being the financial leader in this house, is that I am focused on the big picture of things. All the things, the vacations, the person who's going to need braces, you know, this medical expense may happen. This car expense is going to happen. And I know that we need to have extra amount and we're prepared for, you know, maybe I get laid off. I'm prepared for all these other good things. And my wife, the dreamer, is going to focus in on gift giving and, you know, Uh, McKenna has a project on Monday and sometimes I work on that too, but she is more in tune with these things. And we work, we, I always say we come together like Voltron. You just have to get ahead. 
Huh? She happened to be the hand, and she's the hand that's in the pocket. I, she's the hand in the pocket. I, you know, in my head, I, you know, you know, I always say I, I am the head of our household because mm-hmm. I do run the financials of this, that, and the other. It's not because I have a, 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 something between my legs. It's just, you know, that was the deal that we went into. So everyone has to decide that for themselves. But like, you know, like like I like we always say, you got to know your role, figure out your role and then try to play it as well as you possibly can so that you guys can do great things. Amen. And with that, I think we'll just wrap it up for this. This today's episode with money. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Money is funny. Definitely. When you're talking about husband and wife, (laughs) your significant others, it gets real funny. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we just know that Armand is a very God by man. He knows it's better to, to better to give to than receive. He was very easy to shop for for Christmas. And he's very thankful to get what he has. I'm Michael Anthony. I'm Armand Kroon, certified financial planner, baby, and representing Kroon Financial and the financial effect. Come back and join us again with Money is Funny. When next week we'll be talking about getting that car. Alright, y'all, that'll be good. Music by Streambeats. Universe Media Mastering. Your audio more listenable.